Welcome to this new podcast series, Visionaries of the Underground, Conversations with Professor Arnold Dix. In this series, Arnold, ITA President, speaks with world and industry leaders about their plans and ideas for future underground infrastructure. In this episode, Arnold speaks with Mr. Rahul Gupta, India's Chief Engineer for Ministry of Road, Transport and Highways, and together they discuss India's leadership, vision, drive and why tunnels are so important for his country's future infrastructure development. Hello everybody, it's my great pleasure to be sitting with my new friend, Mr. Arahul Gupta, Chief Engineer, Ministry of Road, Transport and Highways, Government of India. We're in Spain today at a PIAR meeting and we've been discussing the strategic development of India and Mr Gupta has agreed to talk with me and share some of his insights into what's happening now in 2022 in India. Welcome. Thank you very much. My honour that I'm being interviewed by President of ITA. Thank you very much. Our discussions privately have really impressed me with your, your vision and drive, not just for transport, but for your country uh, and in its journey. Just a moment ago, we were talking about the changed opportunities that the COVID pandemic has brought and the changing world environment. What's your, your vision? What, what do you see for India over the next few years? India is, has been a leader in tackling the pandemic across the world, involved in supply chain management, supply of commodities to the scarce, where the scarce resources were scarce in the countries, supply of vaccines. So India has been all the way helping the humanity during the crisis period. Let's, let's cut right to the chase. India is a leading medical pharmaceutical superpower of the world now. And it's not just pharmaceuticals. You have your space program, for example, with amazing achievements uh, very recently. Is there no end in sight to these amazing achievements? I mean, for you, here we are at a tunnelling meeting. Why tunnels? Why are tunnels so important for, for India? No, the tunnels are a necessary prerequisite of any infrastructure development. Wherever you have to... And the future lies in underground only. Because India being a populous country, having a very high density of population, the land resource, land has become a scarce Besides that, in Himalayan terrain, which is geologically fragile, slopes are unstable, and you have to cross the watersheds to reach other side of the hill. The tunnel has to be constructed. Initially, India was not adequately equipped, especially for the road tunnels. Thinking was not there in the planners, in the engineers, and the prime objective at the time was the connectivity. Around 20 to 25 years ago, any village or any habitation on a hilltop needs to be connected. Now with the passage of time, those objectives have been met out. Now every community stands connected by some form of the road. Now after that, the next phase of development requires direct connectivity to reduce the logistic cost, which I have already deliberated on that. Now this logistics cost, cost issue that you've spoken to me about, very strategic thinking you're yes, sharing. Yeah. Could you just explain to our, our audience 
the strategic thinking around this logistic cost reduction and why it's so important yeah, and why yes, tunnels are so important. There are some areas which are bordering international borders of the country and they are considered to be inaccessible areas. The high mountain passes to reach these areas, you have to negotiate high mountain passes for accessing those areas. These high mountain passes remain closed up to seven months in a year. You can access through those high mountain passes for only five months. The local population, army, which has been deployed in those areas needs to be supplied with something. Or they, either they have to store the rations, the commodities prior to the onset of the winters and that has its cost. And the only supply line was through trucks or air dropping during crisis movements. So if we construct tunnels, the supply lines will be throughout the year. They, of course, and when the tunnels are constructed, they will reduce the distances also. The logistic cost in case will, in case will come down. It's not only the logistic cost, it's the time factors also. From what you've described, this strategic thinking has many, many components. One is a national component to make sure all of your communities are linked, not just for months in the year when the snow is not there. Um, and you were telling me before, also strategically for the country, you want to reduce the cost of production for your export commodities yes. by getting more efficient uh, infrastructure and tunnels as part of that. Can you, can you explain how currently the infrastructure cost represents the proportion of cost in India compared with the rest of the world? You were telling me in America the cost is about... Yeah, logistic cost yeah. as regards. India's logistic cost is of the order of around 16 to 18%. Yeah. In China it is around 12% and in US and the Western world it's up nearly 8 to 10%. So it's a lot of difference of around 10% if you are able to bring down logistic cost 5 to 8%. So our production, the commodity production, India will become more competitive. So it's really viewing India as a, as a business. It's like business India, yeah. strategically for the nation, get your cost of production down, makes you even more competitive yes. internationally. internationally. And we were talking before, world events have made you more attractive internationally as well, with a lot of capital now coming to, to India and even more capital coming to India. Um, so is this part of this national approach? Yes, it's a part of our national approach. Mm. Mm. The policy during the last eight years is totally focused on developing the integrated infrastructure and a holistic approach has been adopted to ensure that all-round development, all the communities all the social and economic parameters are to be simultaneously uplifted. And when we spoke before, as well as that, you're very concerned about maintaining the environment as well and yes. the benefits that this brings to the environment. Could you perhaps share your obviously very personal views about the importance of, at the same time, tunnels helping with protection of the environment? From your experience, yes. how do they help? India is having so many eco-sensitive zones, especially in Himalayan region and Western Ghats. Mm. The southern part of India is, again, the coastal lines, there runs a mountain hill, hill range totally along the coastal line of India that is known as Western Ghats, on the western side of India. That is also an eco ecologically sensitive area, ecologically fragile, just like Himalayas. 
So in any case, when we are constructing a tunnel, we are bypassing the ecological sensitive areas. So their sanctity is being preserved. The wildlife, India has a wonderful wildlife. So there is no disturbance to the wildlife. And for me, your passion about the well-being of your people, the improvement of the economy, the, the, the actual country of India in its entirety working together, and the environment, it, it leads me to see a very personal aspect to your work. There's you as the chief engineer of the federal authority, but there's more than that. And I think that's what interested me when I spoke to you. There's, there's a man in there who's passionate about the world. Tell me, what, what makes you tick? What, what is it about your job that you love so much and what you can do for the world as well as for India? I am going because as on date I am, dev I am responsible for development of the hilly states, especially the Himalayan region. So we are developing some cost-effective technologies reducing the cost of construction, time of construction, and simultaneously ensuring the environmental safeguards mm. so that the environment should also be preserved simultaneously along with the development process. And, and we are ready to share our experiences with any, which has been a, because Himalayan, Himalayas being a very unique hill ranges in the world, mm. we are ready to share our experiences with all the engineering fertility across the globe. And this is wonderful. And again, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is this spirit of sharing is, for me, fantastic. And I've had the honour of visiting the Terry Hydro Project up in the Himalayas. And my goodness, I have never touched such new rock. Like I could hear it moving, like the Himalayas are alive. And you know, you know this better than me, my goodness, this is your life in the Himalayas building structures. For the, perhaps for the young engineers and the young at heart, how alive is it up there when you're building your tunnels? Like, is my impression right? This, it's moving. This is new, new rock, movement, dynamic, not, not old, not like an old man. This is very, very... Even yeah. geologically, what Arnold, you have said, you are perfectly right. Even geologically and scientifically, Himalayas are a young mountain. They are moving. Every year they move. Yeah. Philosophically, we say that it is moving. Of course, but in real sense, it is moving. It is everywhere, every year, two to five centimeters is the growth of Himalayas. And when we have such a moving mountain, it has to be touched with very, very great care. We have to be very much careful while planning our development schemes. There should not be any kind of damage to the local ecology, local geology, which is on a local area. Then we have to ensure its regional perspective also. And overall, we have to ensure the well-being of the Himalayas. Mm -hmm. That's why Himalayas are being revered since the time of Vedas in our country. Mm -hmm. They are considered to be a protector of India. So the, the mountains considered to be the protector of yeah. India. Yeah. Your famous rivers coming from these that mountains. I was coming for yeah. because Himalayas are the source of the perennial river, which is leading to the, one of the most fertile regions of the world. The Gangajik, Indo-Gangajik plain is considered to be highly productive since ages it has been inhabited by Aryas 
Aryans at the time. And they cultivated agriculture, was established. I think it is one, second or third civilization which has resorted to the agriculture in the world. Mm. And only on account of those perennial rivers, which has created very, very fertile fields. So this is an amazing context. You've got mountains that are alive, rivers that bring life itself for... Your population now in India is... Uh, it's almost 1.3 billion. 1.3 billion. Yeah. This, this is a big responsibility for yeah. you as the chief engineer. You in your hands, in your mind, with your decisions. You're, you're like holding 1.3 billion people in your arms. This is, this is a, fantastic, a fantastic thing and a huge responsibility. And your discussion with me makes me confident it's in good hands <laughs> because you are a philosophical man, not just an engineer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I'd just like to say again, thank you for talking with me so frankly and freely and as one person to another. And uh, on behalf of the ITA and the ITA family, I'd like to say thank you and wish you well. Okay. And certainly, I, I think I can speak on behalf of us all, we look forward to just sharing, sharing wisdom, sharing your learnings, um, just helping, I working together. All that, our, this beginning of this interview will go a long way and we invite you and expect you and we will be privileged to host you in India in April 2023. Well, this is the important one again for people listening. In April, you're holding a very important event uh, and that's bringing together experts from around the world, from India and elsewhere, to discuss, to share ideas about the best way to build tunnels in these extreme environments. So do you want to... <laughs> so it's an invitation for people if they'd like to come? Yeah. And which city will this be in? It will be in Dehradun. Dehradun is the foothills of Himalayas. There is a state known as Uttarakhand, where you have visited. Mm -hmm. The THTC, Tiri Hydroelectric Development Project, was in the state of Uttarakhand. And it's a beautiful place. It is having just like Mediterranean climatic conditions. In the vicinity, we have very beautiful hill stations, very beautiful forest. So I think anybody who is attending the seminar would like to roam around and have the feel of the place. And can I say, I had the best food I have ever had in my life when I visited there. And it was vegetarian food. This is a vegetarian region of the world. And it was fantastic. And I. I ate things I didn't even know existed and they were fantastic. India is a culinary paradise. Across from the length and breadth of the country, you find so many tastes. So my friends, my colleagues, my experts who will be joining us during the seminar, we will ensure that they should have the best of the foods to enjoy with their families. And they are invited with their families to India to attend the seminar, to enjoy the country, to feel have a wonderful weather, wonderful food. Mr. Arahu Gupta, Chief Engineer, Ministry of Road Transport and Highways, Government of India. Thank you very much for talking with me. It's been my pleasure and honour. Yeah, it's my privilege that I am being interviewed by the President of ITA again. And thank you very much.
This podcast is brought to you by Arnold Dix, ICA President, in partnership with Tunneling Journal. Thank you for listening.